Welcome to the Box Tunnel Survivors Group, a place for those affected by the issues raised in the TV show, Being Human. Hello, Michael here. Welcome to a special episode where I walk around Bristol talking to myself at different being human locations. Think of me as a less exotic Michael Palin. I thought it'd be fitting as we approach the end of series two and the show's time in Bristol to give you a guided tour. And I would say it's resulted in one of the strangest things I've ever done. And I once posted a Facebook photo album with bins on sticks. To clarify, it was 2011. I was very unwell on antidepressants and a near daily diet of alcohol. And I went to Taunton for the afternoon with a friend I kind of got sidetracked by the amount of bins on lampposts that I saw and invented bins on stick land. Weirdly, that too has a connection to being human because I remember vividly that on the evening of that day, the classic episode The Longest Day was on. So you can think of this as a podcast equivalent of bins on sticks land with no drink. Well, actually, there was two pints in the end. Over the course of a couple of days, I visited the key locations that helped make the BH world feel so real. I also met up with my friend Lynn for her Box Tunnel Pod debut. Close your eyes, picture the scenes, and don't forget your water and sun cream. Welcome to Bristol. Everyone will remember the opening scene from Being Human, the opening montage where Mitchell was standing at the War Memorial and looking cool as fuck in his shades. I'm wearing shades and I'm pretty much stood in the exact same spot that he was. Unfortunately, mine are Primani shades because me and my girlfriend have a habit of losing our glasses, sunglasses, so we just buy cheap ones. And that's our excuse and we're sticking to it. I'm also wearing shorts and my knobbly knees are out. I'm not rocking the Mitchell look right now. Uh, yes, the War Memorial is based at St. Augustine's Parade pretty much near just up from the harbour. Uh, so I'm going to have a quick stroll down to the harbour. I am now at the harbour side and the watershed, which I think is kind of a cafe, restaurant, and it has one screen in, I think. I've never actually been in there myself. And I'm waiting for a hot blonde to turn up for my date. But I think I've been stood up because I'm standing here like a lemon. This is where George, I would say, had his unconventional date. Yeah, there's no free hour German subtitled film here. What is actually on? Let's have a look at the screen outside. So we've got Bo is Afraid, Under the Fig Tree, Panther, The Eight Mountains, and Return to Saul. Return to Saul. What are the chances? Saul. And if I have a scan around, there's lots of takeout places, but there's no kebabs that I can see. But it is two o'clock in the afternoon, so maybe it's a bit early for a kebab. Um, yeah, so I've been stood up, so I'm going to go elsewhere. I am now in Queen Square, which is just off the harbour side area. And I'm going to talk a bit quieter now because a load of people are sunbathing around here. And we're a bit more away from traffic. And I don't want to come across like a mentalist. 
probably bleed too late. Um, yeah, this is where Mitchell had his walk through the ages, I guess we could call it, where he had all those different uniforms from his past. That's pretty much it. It's a nice little spot. But again, I'm not rocking the Mitchell look. <laughs> I have got my knobbly white legs out. Yeah, so I'm as pale as a vampire, but I don't walk like a walk like a vampire. <laughs> How does a vampire walk? Who knows? Incidentally, if you do hear any police sirens in the background, they are not coming after me for exposing my legs. They are dealing with important things like being corrupt and helping vampires cover up their deaths. So to just point out, my legs are not a public offence. Speaking of corruption, which I just was, we are, we, I mean I, you are here through the medium of podcast, but I am physically here, at Redcliffe Wharf, which is where Mitchell Hans Quinn, the coroner, the pictures of his family as a bribe to uh, work along with the vampires. It's quite nice down here. It's like, looks like there's a weird nightclub-y, pub-y thing setting up in the distance, or whether that's just a seasonal thing but there's a lot of space it's all cobbled and it seems like it's a bit of a waste of an area because there's an old shed here Benjamin Perry Boathouse a scout guide and guide facility so there's a scout hut Benjamin Perry there you go random and uh, there's another bit in the distance like a little sheddy kind of building with a load of graffiti on it it just seems like it's a waste of area because it be nice place to spend on a summer's day like this but no one's here because there's no there's some grubby old buildings and not a lot going on and it's very cobbled but yeah it's nice it's a beautiful view towards like back to the harbour side of Bristol it seems like a bit of a waste of an area but what do I know I don't work for Bristol Council dear Bristol Council write a letter start a petition Red, Redcliffe Wharf get it sorted yeah, uh, and literally around the corner from Redcliffe Wharf, uh, it's a little bit busier and there's a nice looking pub called the Ostrich with a load of outside tables and stuff anyway. looks good in there. And we are faced with what, I guess being human fans, we generally call Herrick's Bridge. And this combines two of my loves, uh, a being human location and from that bridge you can see a venue called the Feckler, which is a boat where loads of gigs I've been to in the past, who have I seen in there? Uh, Kate Nash, Pure Essence, ah, loads, I can't even remember now. But yeah, it's a cool venue, like you literally get stairs, rocking, literally rocking the boat. Um, so yes, Herrick's Bridge is where Herrick tries to convince Josie that she should become a vampire. And then you go literally a few footsteps along and we are at St. Jude's Hospital on the waterfront next to the footbridge. It is no longer a hospital. Um, now it's all modern apartments, flats, probably for very rich people, I assume. So that big grand entrance that you see Mitchell and George walking into the gate sometimes, and the old fashioned hospital, that's all gone. 
and it's replaced with I mean yeah I suppose most of it they tried to keep in keeping it looks like some of the hospital building might still be about yeah I mean I'm, I'm not going to make this a complaint to Bristol Council it's not that's not what this podcast is about um, what is nice though if you're a nerd like me that are the arches uh, underneath a lot of the apartments where Mitchell sneaks Herrick in and he says let's spread a little joy so yeah it's all it's all modern and everything at least you know the city I live in it pretty much everything becomes student accommodation so this does not look like student accommodation and if you follow around to the left after the hospital that's not a hospital anymore and go onto the main road uh, just between a pub and the apartments what's the pub called it's called cock and tail i'm not one to judge cock and tail that's his name uh there's a little um driveway up and that goes up to some modern apartments that used to be this is how fucking sad i am and i only know this area because once i went around bristol and aquamarine joe who did the being human blogs uh book sorry uh once told me oh, do you know where ivan picks up carl in the dead of night yeah there's a little lane there next to the hospital so sadly i just went there on my own and went down this little lane and it does not look like it does now it was overgrown it was grassy there was like a gate there literally where mitchell and uh, george and carl were and uh yeah again it's uh it's a driveway through to the apartments but it's still that area is still there it's just it looks a bit nicer now all right so just up from the wharf area is the mccure hotel now i know what you're thinking there's loads of mccure hotels in the world why are you at the one in bristol because it's a being human location it's that simple uh this is where lauren flees mitchell from the hotel after they've had a bloody sesh oh bloody sesh and uh a gormless steph is waiting for steph steph who the fuck is steph uh steph is waiting for them and uh yeah i don't know you've got to look this up on the internet this is like some real weird QAnon shit but mccure hotels as a chain only accept vampires uh, they only take bookings from the undead and yeah god knows what kind of things go on in there so if you try and book online as a human you will literally go through lots and lots of forms photo id is not accepted for obvious reasons i also uh, just might be making this shit up but try it online mccure hotels vampires underworld it might happen i am now in saint nicholas market and i'm meeting this hot blonde who stood me up earlier so hopefully she doesn't stand me up again this is where george meets kirsty and they have some deep conversations about flowers um i've just got here now and they're literally starting to close up for the day because it's nearly five o'clock there are, is a florist in the distance it's not kirsty it's not the hot blonde and i feel I might have been stood up again but I'm not too disheartened because like Annie I'm not that into blonde now I am on Corn Street which is just a lane away from 
the florist at St. Nicholas Market. This is where the Rummer Hotel is. It's a bar and hotel. And this is where Mitchell has his very successful date with Becca and Lauren turns up and noms on her. So I'm literally stood on the cobbles where Becca carks it. And if I'd bought some flowers from the poplons that wasn't there, I'd lay them down in respect to Becca. Rest in peace, Becca. Nom nom. The next location, I'm not 100% sure on, so this is the only one I really consulted the internet for. It's the shop. This is how accurate I'm being. It's the shop where Mitchell gets kicked out of in series one. I, right, the internet says it's the co-op, which is about a 10 minute walkway, which I'm walking to now. There is literally a Tesco within 30 seconds walk of the pink house. So, you know, why wasn't Mitchell being more convenient? Uh, what, did he think he wouldn't be kicked out of the shop if he went a bit further away? Who knows? Nobody cares. But the point is, I'm going to be accurate and I'm going to go to the co-op one because that's what the internet is saying and everything on the internet is true, so we all know this. I'm going to, tr well, hopefully not get kicked out for being paedophile. So, if I don't get kicked out of this shop, that means I've been accepted by the Totterdown community and all is well with the world. If I do get kicked out for being a paedophile, um, then I need a lawyer because I'm not. Wish me luck. Oh yeah, I just those of that. Thank you. Enjoy. Cool, cheers, see you later. to know that the guy in front of me bought a 20 pack of cigarettes a Marlboro Light I think it was a gold or whatever it was and it cost 20 quid long time since I bought a pack of fags 20 quid one pound bag um, but anyway I've got my apple tizer ah nice cool apple tizer for a hot day yes it's fair to say I was embraced by the Totterdown community well all right ignored routinely ignored and I was almost invisible which is how British people treat each other as George knows so I am part of the Totterdown community and I would like to reiterate I am not a paedophile I am now at a very well-known place it's called Bristol Temple Meads and if you've been on a train anywhere in the southwest you'd have been through it or got out at Bristol Temple Meads not a lot to say here in terms of the scenes, in terms of being human. It is where Kemp, I was going to say, picks up Nina. But <laughs> he says, hello, Nina. <laughs> it sounds even worse. Um, after she's fled from George. And yeah, other than that, I'm stood at the railings where Nina was leaning. Stroking them. I'm not stroking them. Okay, I've got facts for you about Presto Temple Beads because there's nothing else to say about this place. 
Temple Meads was opened on the 31st of August 1840 as the western terminus of the Great Western Railway. It was designed by British engineer Isambard Kingdom Brunel, senior of station was also used by the Bristol and Exeter Railway. Blah, 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 blah. 13 platforms are in use. I'm not sure that's true. I think there's more. The name Temple Meads derives from the nearby Temple Church, which was gutted by bombing during World War II. And Temple Church and Gardens is somewhere that also teaches in being human. I'm sure I'll be there later. Just as I'm leaving uh, Temple Meads, there is actually one more scene that was filmed here. It is when a newly recruited Bernie meets Mitchell and Fleur uh, at the train station on the platform. I'm not sad enough, despite what this podcast might have you believe, to know which platform it is. Um, yeah, so maybe in the scene there is a platform number in the background, who knows? I'm not going to go and take a photo of it and screenshot and come back here one day when I'm visiting Brits for another time. I do have some limits. That actually concludes day one of set stalking because I had somewhere else to be. A gig at the SWX. And it was the Beths who were fucking brilliant. two takes from the bus journey I've just been on. Firstly it felt like I was at bingo being called by Kerry Howard. I mean I'm not complaining about the Kerry Howard part, it's more the bingo part. 43, 2, Morley Station Road. And secondly, guess where one of the stops was en route to Avonview Cemetery where Annie and Gilbert meet. Next stop, Gilbert Road. Actually, those bus announcements were just reminding me of something and I couldn't place what it was, but I've got it now. It was, this is obscure and no one's going to know what I'm talking about, but in 2.4 Children, the show from about 30 years ago, the main character, Bill, occasionally had some run-ins with someone who was in customer service and every time she spoke she had the most annoying vo voice and she'd respond in ways like Mrs Porter and that's exactly what these bus announcements reminded me of so every word was accentuated at the end um, that's it I am here at Avonview Cemetery yes like I said earlier this is where Annie and Gilbert go to see Annie's tombstone and yeah I don't know it might be a bit morbid walking around a cemetery in hunting of locations for a tv show I've been to quite a few being human locations before but not this it's not a general thing I would do hang around a cemetery but I do think there's something quite peaceful 
about a cemetery rather than another car going past on the outside road and me babbling into my phone. Um, yeah, I guess being human is all about mortality. The show itself is being about mortality and the threats to that. And I got into the show myself right at the start of episode one of series two, which was in January 2010. And my mum had been really, really ill for a few months. She'd been in hospital. And I guess sometimes some things just relate to you and you connect with and being human was that show even though there was a lot of death and, and a lot of talk of the afterlife and things like that and weirdly at that time and a bit after my mum died I was a bit iffy about seeing shows or things based in hospitals but of course Mitchell and George work in hospital and it didn't really affect me um, so yeah my mum died in April 2010 and yeah so about a month after series 2 finished and it, I just have a connection to the show maybe because it stems from there and I don't know it sounds a bit weird because it's about a TV show about vampires, werewolves and ghosts but I wasn't affected by the talk of death or the afterlife or the hospital stuff I know this does sound like a hang around cemeteries a lot, but I don't. Mum always had a saying. Yeah, so I lived in Devon, my parents are from Dorset, and whenever I was in the car with my mum, driving between Dorset or Devon, there'd always be a place just on the border that was a big old hill that overlooks beautiful countryside to the sea, to the sea beyond. And she'd always say, in a, in a deep Dorset accent, nice part. And this became a saying over the years. So when she died and on her well, tombstone, she hasn't got a tombstone, she's cremated, but on her plaque, uh, me and my brother came up with the idea to put laid to rest in a quote, nice spot, nice spot. And yeah, because I think it just kind of summed mum up. On that note, as I'm at a being human location, which is a cemetery, it's time to confess something to you. When I'm dead, in the same vein, I would like, here lies Michael, proper dead. I know we haven't got to that stage of the show in, in the podcast yet, uh, where it's in my tombstone, my plaque, but matchstick that someone just puts there and writes in really small writing. That is what I want. And uh, my fiance, and then hopefully wife at the time will probably be like no fucking way am I putting that but I'm going to make sure it's in my will I want a being human quote on my tombstone and I think it's the most fitting one of all proper dead proper dead so yeah I've had a little skulk around the Seb that's how I like to spend my Fridays and I've gone to the general location where Annie's tombstone will be I haven't looked for anyone called Annie on the tombstone and yeah I've walked up the path that they walked into the cemetery and I'm walking currently walking down it now and uh yeah rest in peace Annie rest in peace Gilbert I have now made my way up to Clifton and I am now on Elmer Vale Road this is a quite a big old road in, in terms of the first couple of series of being human 
I'm stood outside the funeral parlour. God bless the illusion of telly because it is so bloody tiny you can't imagine a whole swarm of vampires meeting in there. You can't imagine secret rooms where, where they have trapped humans in there. It's a bit, some of it's a bit boarded up at the minute and there's a bit on the left that has got some cars in it and a little tiny car park to the right of it is cars in it. So I think over the years it has been a cars sales room and the, the famous logo is still there at the top. And weirdly, just opposite is Saki's Mark's Church. Literally backs on to the funeral parlour. So I don't know why Saki Mark was so oblivious to what vampires were for a long time because he's literally had them on his doorstep. Yes, Saki Mark's Church is called All Saints Church. And I'm gonna go in there. Um, I, I am an atheist and I might be hounded out. But you know, I, I, when I write in Totter Down, so I, I think I'll be fine here. Okay, I am out and I have now found religion. Um, yeah, I guess a bit like the cemetery, it is kind of peaceful. Yeah, what was filmed in there was George seeing Mark and having a bit of a heart to heart in series one and also the confrontation, which we're about to get to in the podcast in the next episode, between Mitchell and Saki Mark too. Um, okay, so I'm back out, and I'm walking between the funeral parlour and the church, and there's a couple more places on this road. Just walking a bit further down from the parlour, on Elmer Vale Road, is the Elmer Vale Tavern. This is where George and Sam have an outside date or lunch date or probably just a lunch break to be honest and George eats a whole chicken. It's a Friday afternoon and it sounds pretty buzz buzzing in there and if we follow around the corner just after the pub is the destination where Mitchell, George and Annie and Lauren flee from the vampires in series one. It's what being human fans come to know as Lauren's Alley. So yes, I am stood roughly at the point in this long narrow alleyway of where Mitchell stakes Lauren and ends her life. And I just had this remarkable moment of self-awareness that I'm stood in an alleyway talking to my phone in public. I swear, there's some reports coming around that there's some suspicious guy walking around Bristol these last couple of days. I'm for it. And I'll oh, just see the sign, CCTV cameras operating in this area. <laughs> Wish me luck if I make the Bristol Post. I have just met up with my friend Lynn. Lynn lives on the outskirts of Bristol. I'm not giving you her address. And she's been a fan of the show for quite a few years. She was a blogger back in the day and we are of course going to another being human location uh, this one is my favorite kind of location because it's a pub and there's beer and it's a hot day and I've had enough apple tizer so uh, let's go to the King's Head all right I've had what's my drink called pretty, pretty punch pretty pretty but it was called 
Do you think he saw us? That's do you think it, he saw us? Was it, do you think he saw us? It was something he saw us. Yeah, do you think he saw us? So I've had a point of, do you think he saw us? And I've got an important question. Yeah. How did you get into being human? I saw it. <laughs> Don't say I saw it on the telly. No, 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 no. I saw, <laughs> a, tra I saw a trailer for it, literally. Okay. Genuinely, I didn't. I missed the pilot. I was completely unaware of that, but I saw a trailer for it. Yeah. And I remember. It's really weird how I do remember. Sat on the settee with my husband, and I said it was like supernatural. Were you in your eighties living room? This this <laughs> this, this, this refers to something I've recorded. But carry on. Nineties. 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 Go nineties. Yeah. Um, and it was like supernatural set in Bristol. And although I'm not from Bristol and I don't know Bristol itself very well, it still felt like a thing, you know? Like you related to it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I said, that sounds really good. And he went, nah. <laughs> does he st does, Predictably. Does he still think that now? I don't think he's ever watched it. He's seen bits of it, but he doesn't do telly, really. So, so anyway, so when the series started, it used to be shown on a Sunday night. But on a Monday night, he was always out, so I started watching it on Monday nights while he was out. Not with your secret, so, it sounds really, <laughs> and it does. It kind of started to feel like a secretive thing. You had an affair. It was, with, with I had an affair okay, with the right. show, yeah. And so you didn't it, watch it live, you watched it on the I watched Mondays. it on Mondays, yes, yeah, so I watched it a day late. And when it came to the end of the first series, so I, I thought about this, and it's a really interesting thing because there's an awful lot of things that I watch on telly, and I watched the first series, and I go, Wow, that was brilliant and I really enjoyed it. That's enough. Peaky Blinders is a really good example where I got to the end of the first series and I thought, that was an amazing series, but I don't want to watch anymore. And it got to the end of however many series they had and everyone was raving about it and I thought, kind of wish I'd stuck with it. But I, one series was enough. But when the first series of Being Human finished, for some weird reason, I went online to find out if there was going to be another series and discovered there was this blog which was really fellow, really exciting for the fellow weirdos for the fellow weirdos and, i mean it was another two series before it was the end of series four before i actually posted anything on the blog same so you could say next question ghost werewolf <laughs> vampire don't I think ruin my I'm don't sorry. ruin my stick <laughs> so that becomes so fairly Lynn, apparent doesn't it Lynn. How would you identify as a werewolf, a vampire, or a ghost? Well, I don't think you'll be surprised to hear that I would definitely say ghost. Because you had a secretive affair <laughs> in the house yeah. of a TV show. Yeah, no, I, yeah, ghost, definitely. The whole, the whole, like, lurking thing oh, is definitely, definitely... Lurking? Yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so oh, but I did. I, I, right. okay, I so followed you... the blog for two years before yeah. I ever actually got up the courage to post anything. But and do you know what? Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I can't I can't remember what it was I posted now, but you were the person that replied to me. Your first what? Your first The first time post. I posted anything on the blog, you were the person that replied to me. And I can't remember what the post was, but it was you that actually answered me. And I was like, oh, someone spoke to me. That's weird. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, it's probably along the lines of welcome. Yeah, or something probably, like that. yeah. But I'm the same as you, because I answered the question ghost, and I was a lurker from 2010 till the four series. And then I started posting 
probably around the same time as you. That might have been my first post, I yeah. don't know. Well, the end, of, the end of Series 4, there started to be this discussion about whether that was, whether Series 5 was going to be the last series, and that was actually what prompted me okay. to post something. But I genuinely can't remember what it was I said. Probably just went, hello, <laughs> hello, I'm here. Hi, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lurking ghost, hi. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I can't remember. The problem is with the blog, there's not much of it online anymore. You'll, I think if you go on any post of it, you'll see the first few replies to it and it doesn't go anywhere right, okay. else. But... Um, I kind of I'm sad that you can't get the blog kind of mm. blog. I know something like Twitter's overtaken it, and it's not as fun as the blog was. I don't think because there's more Twitter's there's everything, yeah. whereas the blog was self-contained, yeah. and yeah. you could talk any old shit about a TV show. But yeah, um, that's my last question. Oh, if you die today. Oh yeah. And you were left in limbo. What would your unfinished business be? Get redecorate your house. Judging from that, I was oh. going to say pretty much everything. Like just yeah. everything. You know, I'm I'm not prepared at all to, to, to get to that stage. Um, it, for those who actually, don't know, off off recording, Lynn lives in an eighties house with eighties cutlery and eighties furniture. But we'll, we'll move on. Um, but because you warned me about these questions, I thought about it, okay, and yeah. I went from everything to probably listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I listened to the first two, and, and then, then I thought, what that, I need to do with this shit. is I need to, and it's funny because you were saying, you, you alluded to this earlier, I need to watch the episode and then listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how many months it's been now, but I've just not actually reached that point. So yeah, that's that's it. I need to. Well, you need to get to the end as soon as five. Tack on. <laughs> but but in the meantime, I need to just start watching the episodes um, and then listening to it. So there you go. So I'm not I'm not moving on for a long time. Okay. Because we've got to wait <laughs> to the end of series five. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get to the end. Of- <laughs> I, mean, I think we're still a couple of years away from the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, so that's Lynn, who's a shit fan of being <laughs> at the podcast. Yeah, yeah, cheers. The <laughs> thing about being human is... <laughs> it's not just... It's, it's actually properly set in Bristol. It's not just filmed in Bristol. And there's a lot of things that are filmed in Bristol. So a lot of things filmed in Bristol. There's not but many that you, are set in Bristol. And if they are... They are straight up comedies. Or oh, what I've noticed about shows that are set in Bristol generally, they'll have a shot of the Clifton suspension bridge between scenes <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It's like saying we're in Bristol, whereas like you yeah. say, this is in the pubs, it's in the hospitals, yeah, yeah, it's on yeah. the streets. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they go to St Nick's Market and onto the harbour side. Mm. Um, Christmas Steps, all know. of those fairly iconic bits. I've never been to any of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you haven't. Yeah, but the cenotaph, the cenotaph. Yeah. See, you laughed because I said I'd be the cenotaph. Yeah. But that's really, really early on, and every city, every town has its own war memorial. Yeah. And I don't know how obvious it is from the film that that it is the one in Bristol. But I saw that and went, "It's Bristol," because mm. although I don't know Bristol that well, 
it's a it, it's an obvious place. It's a place that you arrange to meet somebody when you've got off the bus, for example. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's um, but yeah, I mean, St. Nick's Market, St. Nick's Market is a great one, and it's it's I don't know. Well, is there anywhere else in the country that looks like that? Well, maybe yeah, there is. there is, but I think, but also I think that's part of what makes a supernatural show show grounded in reality because yes. they are everyday streets. Yeah. They're not just filming in a TV studio one day and then going to the city to yes. rent yes. the other yes. day. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Mixing. And it's actual, it's, I mean, the fact that the new found out is just down the road from the pink house. It is proper connectedness happens. Whereas, in actual fact, to be quite honest with you, when you then get to Barry, they did manipulate stuff. Things are not quite where you should yeah. expect them to be. Yes. Whereas I don't know, there's probably are inconsistencies in Bristol, because I don't know Bristol well enough to be able to pick up on them. But, um, like you say, I think once I went to Barry, the locations were Cardiff, Barry, and like Jimmy Newport. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, like the hotel being behind the bandstand, it's not real. That's, that's not... Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. Um, Giving it away. Yeah. And like the house isn't near the cafe on the corner where they were. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I think I guess I guess that's what I think grounds it in reality. But also I think maybe that's deliberate in terms of the fourth series particularly because it gets a bit more sci-fi and it gets a bit more. So the the grounding probably isn't as important. Yes. Yeah. Because absolutely. it's an established show as well, so yeah. they can get yeah. away with Yeah, absolutely. I mean I said one of the things that actually attracted me to it was the fact that it was like set in Bristol. It was that whole just just normal everyday it's a lot of it is really residential. There's a lot of just sort of streets. It's just a street. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually that does fizzle out a bit when you get to Barry, it does become agree, yeah. a bit more... Um, Studio based. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean pubs, are there any pubs? Do they go to any pubs when they're in Wales? Whereas there are just pubs like this beautiful place. <laughs> the King's they just, Head. <laughs> they just go and sit in a pub and have a pint. And I don't think that actually happens because because Mitchell and George are very blokish sit and have a pint sort of guys, which Hal and George, um, <sighs> Hal and Tom totally aren't. It, it's, it's a, a takes on a very different vibe. Yeah, and the whole location okay. thing reflects okay. that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. If you leave the King's Head by the back entrance, as George did, you are then greeted by Temple Gardens and Temple Church ruins. Uh, it's, it's very beautiful here, it's a very sunny day. I took a gorgeous photo of the ruins in the sunlight. It's You can't actually get in there, but perhaps you used to back in the day, but obviously they don't trust the public. But you can walk around them. It's just a gutted out church. Obviously, as I stated before, uh, bombed in the war. In the war. And yeah, this is where Daisy and Ivan confront George and attack him and Mitchell saves the day. I am now at the facility. And it's a strange job to me. I'm gonna look into this once I get home and like, I want to understand why it's still here because it's such an ugly 
<laughs> old school building. I don't know whether it's listed and it just can't be taken down. Uh, it's covered in graffiti and it's old 50s, 60s block or whatever it is, concrete. And all the way around, it's covered in even the, the entrance where the bits that are shot in being human have got loads of graffiti written on it. But it gets even worse as you go around the side. Um, some is obviously, I think, done by the council, but then like, you go round and round, all the way round, and there's literally, I can see the word come, <laughs> or, or fuck London, I think it's saying. And I, it's just a big, ugly block. It's uh, the King's Head and the Temple Gardens and Temple Church are one side of Bristol Bridge, and this is literally just on the other side next to a park. And I just don't understand why it's, why it's still here. A big block of concrete chunkiness and graffiti is right in the centre of Bristol, right next to the river, right next to a good park, right next to where the shopping centre starts near, near Broadmead and all that. It's, it's a strange one. It's really strange. But it's, it, as a big human fan, it's nice to see. I mean, I've walked past this many times just coming to and from Bristol for gigs and things but it's nice to see where the shutters are that's still there and that those very distinctive windows that are in little boxes I can't really describe them but they're yeah, I mean that's all there but it's a really odd decision hey Bristol Council come on like don't convert into student flats or really expensive apartments for rich people do something with it like it's a disaster zone, and I don't understand why it's still there. We are on the way to, I'd say, two of the most iconic locations in the first cover series of Being Human. Uh, the Pink House and the New Found Out Pub, which are all on the same road. And in Totterdown, these are about a 10-15 minute walk from Temple Mead Station. So we're about to go into the New Found Out now. Two things. Hopefully it's still about £2 a pint and I wonder if they've installed a climbing wall. Wish us luck. Seems a good thing that Covid did, isn't it? Covid persuaded a lot of pubs to provide nice little covered seating areas. See, I don't know. You said this was already here. I don't know. But the times, I mean, I've come here with you once before when we had that mad trip, didn't we, with loads of us. And we had a photo behind the bar. <laughs> Yes. But I contacted them. Oh, we have them. had some laughs, haven't we? But I, con I contacted them at this place about a month or so ago and said, like, oh, I know this sounds weird, but I'm doing a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I was just wondering if, if you're still the same owners, if you have any memories of filming from here. And they're like, oh, no, we, this has taken over about a year, a year or two ago. But the last time I came here, I don't know if this, this must have always been here, I think, this outside bit, was during the ins and outs of Covid where things were starting to open up and I thought oh you know what I'm gonna just back 2021 I think I'm gonna pop to the new found out I've got an hour to wait to the train popped up here it was a fucking awful day raining and it said on the sign you had to pre-book in advance because of a certain amount of customers yeah. and all that yeah. and it's like oh, right. it's changed I don't know if, if you've yeah. registered it yeah I think it looks a lot nicer. It, w it would be it would be nice if it still had the the picture of 
Bristol and the white and all the same tables but it yeah. wasn't very old fashioned I said even 10 years ago so yeah it's now like darker and yeah. more homely I would say. They seem to have dropped the whole uh, nautical theme. It's just, it's just a pub. It's just a pub with an anchor. It's, all right, no need to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings. If you were to give the new town now, uh, what do they call it? Review. A review, yeah. What do they call it? Something review. A trip advisor. Trip advisor review. Sounds psychic, me. What would you give it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely up to its game a bit. It looks better. It does look better. Does it? It, it did. It, it kind of has that whole um, residential area pub. Vibe. We rely on the fact that we've got some local drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's nicer. And it, it, it feels more welcoming somehow, which might be due to a change in management. Wow, that's controversial. But it did feel a bit. I remember when you said we had a picture taken behind the bar. But it did feel a bit like we were trashing someone else's face before. Trashing is the wrong word to use, but... Well, you did throw the TV screen out the window, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, that's a good point. Right, Lynn, yeah? I'm recording, so don't swear or say anything. We just left the new... Or say anything. Or say anything. Actually, do say things. Right, so we just left the new found out and we're yeah. going to the pink house. Yeah. What can you say about the pink house? Other than that it's pink, what, what can we say? What can we say? It's iconic. It's iconic, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's still pink. It's still, it is still pink, which be, is really good. There will be one day when it's not. It's not, yeah, and that will be very disappointing. And we're outside now and it's got, weirdly, it's still got the wines and spirit it has, signs. I just, I that's, that I don't know why, that is such an old yeah. school thing to have and it's still called Corner House. And it's still got, kind of got like the, what do you call that? Like, you can't quite see through the rusted, frosted, rusted windows. frosted, frosted windows. Why it says one long turns that way? I suppose that's because they're saying that's the front door. Yeah, and there's, there's, there is a door on the corner, which sometimes there isn't. Which is your favourite house? The Pink House or Honolulu Heights? That's a really difficult <laughs> one, isn't it? I wasn't expecting that to be difficult. Um, you, you, uh, you, you love Mitchell, so, but then you mm. love, okay, it's a bigger question. Who do you love more, Mitchell or Hal? <laughs> oh, Hal, Hal, yeah, I think Hal. But, you see, this is, because it was the first, wasn't it? And it's, do you know what I think when I see it? I don't think of inside, which maybe isn't surprising, but I think of Mitchell sat on the doorstep on the with doorstep. the television on his lap. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is kind of very poignant well i i i don't know i just i like you say i don't think of inside because obviously that's a studio tv studio hate to ruin the illusion <laughs> yes <laughs> yes they didn't really live here um yeah 
and also TV makes everything look bigger. Obviously, the TV studio is quite a small house, really. Yeah. And it, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. It's also a very. Um, it's it's just it's quite. A, I was going to say it's quite an ordinary house. It's not. But on the other hand, if you look around, none of these houses look particularly ordinary. Um, whereas Honolulu Heights is very much a, a something else building, don't you think? Um. Whereas the pink house is just the house on the corner. I think they've cleverly, they've obviously done it for a reason, because Honolulu Heights is on the corner as well, isn't it? That's true, that's true. Maybe uh, maybe because it stands out more on the screen than just being a terraced house or something. But, um, yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Mm. I'm sorry, I've got nothing intelligent to say. There's no, no, there's nothing we can really stand outside the house and talk about. <laughs> I'll tell you something I have just thought of, though, which is a little, a little bit... Um, <laughs> left field that door down there is painted the same colour as these doors so presumably the blue bit on the end is part of the pink house <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is an exclusive guys um I I wonder if it's no it's not broken up into flats is it no because it would have more than one doorbell wouldn't it I think this is this is podcast gold guys um i that's not even out to the garden, is it? That that door that's on the blue bit. No, I don't think so. Where does the blue bit go? I reckon. <laughs> here you go. I reckon that blue bit is genuinely a different little apartment you or something it on separate. its own. It's separate. Yeah, maybe. And the pink is its own one window terrace. Yeah. I quite like to go inside. It'd be quite interesting to see I the know, layout but outside. I'm, I'm not. No- <laughs> I'm not knocking on the door. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> But it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a TARDIS really, isn't it? Because I'm sure, I can't quite figure out where the stairs are supposed to be for Annie Felder. Well, it doesn't make any sense when well, you think about it. Supposedly opposite the front door, really. Does that work? Shall we knock on the door? <laughs> what do you mean, does it work? Because it goes... Can you put a staircase in? I mean, how do people actually... get upstairs? Do they hover? But surely, surely there is not enough. I suppose there is enough depth. No, there isn't. The house is not deep enough for you to have a staircase that goes up in that direction. This is something I've never thought about. Surely, in, in my view, doesn't it go up and le- and round a bit? Oh, that's true. It does, doesn't it? It goes round a corner. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So we are stood outside the pink house. And that is all we've got to say. <laughs> it is. It is. Sorry. <laughs> I am now on Green Street and the mosque, which has only had a very brief appearance on the show. It's when George came back from the woods dressed in women's clothing. And this is literally behind the pink house. It's about a two minute walk behind the pink house. And again, I'm not in suitable attire. I'm not paying tribute to that scene three or four second scene in the show if you want me to come stand outside this mosque wearing women's clothing then you need to you need to donate money to coffee.com slash box tunnel pod where you can donate to the show any contributions welcome it could be a pound it could be three pounds it could be 300 pounds if i reach a target of what shall i say five thousand pounds you know that justifies the running cost of this podcast i think yeah £5,000, I will stand outside that mosque in women's clothing, rub some mud in my face, put some twigs in my hair, 
and be the laughing stock of Totterdown and then I will be kicked out. Fucking hell, it's hot. I am going to have a nice cool sip of appetizer. This podcast is sponsored by Appetizer. It's 100% apple juice and lightly sparking, an expertly blended and luxurious apple juice drink that ele- elevates that elevates every moment. Appetizer, best served chilled. Okay, one last recording. <laughs> no, don't worry, Lynn, you're not involved. Uh, the Shakespeare is literally pretty much opposite the new found out and it was used in the pilot so we don't care about it and secondly it's full of very lunk drunk lunk <laughs> drunk drunk loud people and it's really busy so we're not going in there and um, we've got to get to our homes and to our lives your tour has now come to an end so please mind the gap as you get off the podcast bus just a little bit of additional notes. I didn't go to Clifton Suspension Bridge because you all know Clifton Suspension Bridge. And if you'd been there on a certain day with binoculars, you'd have been able to see George's bum. I bypassed the Christmas steps, not far from St. Augustine's Parade. Again, that's commonly seen on Bristol set TV shows. Uh, the Curzon Theatre, which is, I think is now a cinema, and that hosted the Alan Cortez shows. It's not actually in Bristol, it's in Clevedon, which is about 10 miles away. And lastly, the studio where the interiors of the Pink House were filmed was at Paintworks Trading Estate, which is not too far from the Pink House itself. I've been there a couple of times in the past. I went pre-Being Human in 2007 to see Deal or No Deal with my mum, because my dad hates Noel Edmonds, and then post-Being Human in 2013 for deal or no deal again it is essentially like an industrial state and even though donned was a channel 4 show i think it was a bbc owned studio and i think they had a collection of studios around there but i'm not sure if there's any tv studios anymore i think they've moved more to the outskirts that is it thank you for listening good night bristol What's that? You want more? Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. All right, that was for the best and not for me. I really am going now. If you want to come on the podcast and be an honorary old one and talk about an episode of Being Human, then you can contact me at boxtunnelpod at gmail.com. You can just message me about anything, really. Well, not anything. That'd be a bit weird. Uh, On Twitter, it is boxtunnelpod. On Facebook, Instagram and Tumblr, the Box Tunnel Survivors Group. And just become a recruit. Like or subscribe on your app of choice. We sign out as we sign in with Dog Scratch Deer by Henry's Funeral Shoe. Cheers, drive! was the Box Tunnel Podcast, and thanks.